and welcome back to Metalcore and Muscle. My name is Evan. I'm going to be your host, as always, for this episode. This is going to be season three, episode number two, and I have a great one in store for you today. And so you may be wondering, what do you have in store for us today? And today we're going to be discussing 15 songs that made me fall in love with Metalcore. And so um, really just want to highlight a lot of sort of nostalgic songs for me, but I'm hoping that um, some of these may be new for you so I can kind of share some new music with you. Um, but if nothing else, you can go on this nostalgic tour with me. And by no means are these songs going to be in a ranked order. Um, these are just songs that really made me fall in love with metalcore. And we're going to go into that. We're also going to discuss three reasons why I fell in love with weightlifting. And so I'm hoping that you can resonate with these as well. And we'll round out the episode today with the song of the week. So we'll dive into a new song from my Spotify release radar. And I encourage you to check that song out when we get there. So we're going to start off with the 15 songs that made me fall in love with metalcore. And the first song, well, actually, before I go into that, you know, I wanted to kind of provide some background and context here. So, um, growing up my, I mentioned this in the first episode of the podcast that my dad was a DJ. And so he exposed my brother and I to some great music growing up and it wasn't metalcore though. It was, you know, just general rock music and, you know, a lot of different stuff with that. Um, you know, my brother and I grew up listening to the Beatles from like the Beatles all the way to like, you know, Def Leppard, Bon Jovi. Um, and then as like a young kid, I got into, um, like drowning pool and, um, you know, my brother and I grew up in like the, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. So, um, like bands like Nickelback and, and those sort of groups were kind of, um, we kind of branched into, you know, some of that stuff and, um, there's plenty more. These are just some of the ones that come to mind right now as I'm recording this. But, um, you know, I, I started to kind of like a little bit more alternative music. And, you know, I talk about a lot of this in the, the first episode of the podcast. So um, feel free to go back and check that one out if you want to hear more about um, the sort of shaping of my music taste. But the point I'm trying to make is that metalcore wasn't really on my radar at all. And so there were some bridge bands that uh, my brother and I got into like story of the year um, that would utilize some of the harsh vocals um, bullet for my Valentine as well. And so uh, metalcore really wasn't um, a genre that we really even knew about. So I want to highlight these songs and kind of talk about why they really made me fall in love with this metalcore genre. And so the first song that I want to talk about is a song by August Burns Red and my friend Chris actually introduced us, my brother and I, and all of our friends to, to August Burns Red. And we were shown um, songs like Meddler and Composure first. And so growing up, you know, I heard those songs. I kind of thought they were weird at the time. I was like, oh, you know, what's this emo stuff, you know, and um, really wasn't super into it at that time. And I remember he showed me the music video for... I believe it's Meddler. I think we watched both videos, Meddler and Composure. And 
you know, those guys were just dressed in like Hollister and Aeropostale clothes. And I remember thinking like, geez, I, I thought these guys would have been like, you know, had like, um, like an emo, like a collar on or like sweatbands and like that kind of thing. And I was like, man, these guys just look like normal dudes and they're playing this heavy music. And so I was kind of getting more intrigued, um, by the band and, the, the song I'm going to be talking about is actually off of their um, Leveler album, which came out in 2011, and it followed up their album Constellations. And so this was the first album from them that I was really anticipating, and, and I was kind of already into the band. And so I'm going to be touching on songs that aren't necessarily, um, you know, not my first introduction to metalcore, but songs that really made me like, okay, this is awesome. Like just really enjoy the genre. And so the song from August Burns Red is actually the song Salt and Light. And this song isn't really um, maybe that well known. And that's kind of why I want to share it today. So um, I looked into the song title and kind of what it means. And so the song name, I'm guessing comes from the book of Matthew um, 514, where Jesus tells his disciples, you are the light of the world. And so for those of you that don't know, August Burns Red is a Christian metalcore band. And so they say here as salt, the Christian is to counteract the power of sin. And as light, we are to illuminate or make visible. Our lives are to be an ongoing witness to the reality of Christ's presence in our lives. And so you can kind of see that with some of the lyrics. Um, They say in the song, pummel the darkness with the light, with your words, Um, he's like, I think referencing, you know, the Bible here with your words from our throats, we'll march with full force. And so really talking about, um, kind of being a light in the world and in a world that's kind of full of darkness. And so my favorite part of the song is right at the two minute and five second mark, the song kind of slows down and you kind of get this like, almost like a chanting style vocal piece from Jake. Um, Jake Lure is the lead vocalist and it slowly builds up. And he's kind of singing and saying like, we sing for you. And, you know, I'm assuming it's talking about Jesus and, and, and God. And he builds up to this point where he screams, we sing for you. And then it, um, it's like the song is slowly building and that right when he screams that it just kind of that build up releases into this nice kind of more technical guitar riff. And then the rest of the band is kind of chanting, we sing for you in the in the background while Jake is screaming it, and it it's just this really cool build up. And for me, a song that's kind of similar to that in in the sense that it it builds up and it's not like a super heavy breakdown, but it's more this kind of inspiring sound. Um, another song that reminds me of that is actually "Romance Is Dead" by Parkway Drive. And so, um, when I heard this song, I remember just getting chills all over when I heard it the first time. And it was one of those where I was so surprised that something that would be, you know, classified as such heavy music could really, um, bring on this just sheer kind of raw emotion that wasn't really tied to anything in my life at the time, but it's just the, the sound of the music just gives you instant chills. So if you're not familiar with this song, um, definitely check it out. And so the next song I want to talk about is, from the band Princeton or it's from the band issues and it's the song Princeton Avenue. And so for those of you that know issues, um, the kind of more, they, they blend R and B in with, um, the metalcore genre. And this song is off their, um, black diamonds album. And it came out in 2013. 
And some of the lyrics here, it says, what is a man who lays his hand on his lover and calls it tough love? And so the song is kind of about, um, you know, like domestic abuse or, or violence in the home. And um, there's a nice little breakdown at the two minute mark. And it comes back in after the breakdown with Tyler's vocals and kind of this electronic organ sound. And you can really hear that R&B influence. And so for me, it was really cool to hear um, this blend of R&B mixed in with metalcore. And to be honest, I had never heard any clean vocals like Tyler Carter in Issues. Um, I'd never heard anything like that in in the metalcore genre is what I'm trying to say. Um, You know, I think most of the clean vocals in, in metalcore are, they sound more like, what would be classified as alternative where Tyler Carter could, you know, go do R and B covers and, and I'd never heard anything like that. So this song was really influential for me and um, just opening up my mind into what is possible for this genre. So really, really cool song. I encourage you to check that one out. They actually have an acoustic version of it as well. That's really good. The next song I want to touch on that was influential in in my adoption of metalcore is kind of my favorite genre of music um is the song to move on is to grow by we came as romans and this was actually off of their album to plant a seed and it's only on the deluxe edition so this came out about 12 years ago and the lyrics in there are really nice i mean i think we came as romans especially their older stuff i think has some of the the best lyrics in in metalcore in my opinion or just in music in general and um, the lyrics say every decision is easier made the second time and they kind of repeat this and this is a harsh vocal section and it says the distance becomes greater to your mind to change the way you're living your life to move on is to grow and so you know just I think the common thread with a lot of their older lyrics is this personal growth and development and humility and I just think it's a really cool message all the way around and so there's a nice little heavy section at the two minute and 50 mark as the song kind of um, finishes out. So um, this, this was influential for me in, in the sense that um, it, it especially is nostalgic, but this was actually the first song that I heard by we came as Romans. And I thought Kyle's clean vocals were just so unique. Um, you could recognize, Oh, that's, that's we came as Romans for sure. And then I, you know, I hadn't even looked at the lyrics back then at this time. And then to plant a seed was out as well. Um, and then they started coming out with the other album. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it has like the miss slash understandings. And then, um, war inside is on that album. Um, the name of it's escaping me right now. If you guys want to help me out, um, let me know. But, um, that was super influential and in the sense of just, wow, this is really, I just love the sound of this. And there's actually, someone did an acoustic cover of that and they kind of switched the entire structure of the song. And I remember listening to that a lot um, at the time. So that was song number three. The fourth song that was influential for me is the final episode by asking Alexandria. And so um, lyrically, this probably isn't the, the best song, but um, I remember my friend, Chris, um, he was definitely influential in, in, for me in adopting this as my favorite genre. But the final episode was one of those 
I think really just influential songs for the genre in general. Um, you know, you look at the music video and they're like knocking the glass off the the table and they're screaming and the mix with the electronic elements. I just never heard anything like this. And, you know, I'd be lying if I told you that I was a fan of it right away. It kind of grew on me, but that entire album, um, I remember my friends listening to it all the time and it was one of the first introductions for me into some really, really heavy music. All right, the next song I want to talk about is from Memphis Mayfire, and this is off of the Hollow album, which is my favorite album of theirs. If you if you've only you know newly discovered Memphis Mayfire with their last album that came out this year, the the Death Inside or the Death of Me, I can't remember the exact name of it. Um, be sure to check out their older stuff, um, the Hollow and the Challenger albums. Those are my favorite by far. Um, but the song that got me hooked on them was the center. And so if you guys have seen that music video, it has Maddie Mullins back when he had some long, long hair, you know, it's like down to his shoulders and he's like sitting in a, like a pile of worms and there's like these, um, dark figures chasing him. And, you know, I, I think it's symbolic of, you know, just the darkness that, you know, like we're all sinners and, you know, he, he definitely has some Christian kind of influence on the band, but um, for me, Memphis Mayfire, that album, The Hollow, was um, lyrically, it was the first time, I think, that I I had ever just gotten so into the lyrics of, of an album. And there's so many themes throughout that album. And I think they said in some interview that um, they had pulled from a lot of different experiences from friends. Like The Commanded was about a friend that had gone to war. And um, The Haunted was about, I believe... Um, one of the, the members losing their virginity, um, and it wasn't in the way that they, you know, had hoped and kind of were taken advantage of. And, um, the deceived was about Kellen being catfished and there's just so many different themes throughout that album. And so the center was my first introduction to Memphis Mayfire. And I would say really the first introduction to diving in, in depth into lyrics. And, you know, as you go through, high school and stuff you have girlfriends and things like that and it's like and you know friendships and and might end or you know whatever there's just a lot of things happening at that time in high school that you could relate to the lyrics more than like if I would have listened to that hollow album as like a middle schooler it would have been a lot different versus high school so um, for me it's a really cool influential album and and I loved Maddie's cleans for that chorus um, you know, like, keep me close, keep me close, keep my head above water. Excuse my poor singing there and a <laughs> little bit embarrassed of that, but I wanted to kind of touch on that chorus. It's so good. And it's just like, when you hear it, you just have to sing along. It's, it's one of those type of songs. And so the next one I want to touch on is breaking out and uh, breaking out comma breakdown by bullet for my Valentine. And this comes off of the fever album, which actually came out in 2009. And <clears throat> my friend, Chris, I keep talking about how he was so influential in my music taste, but he had showed me some bullet from, um, the poison album. And so I was kind of already familiar with them a little bit. Like I mentioned earlier, they're one of those bridger bands for me, but, um, this song was my favorite off of the fever album and the fever album was my favorite. Um, 
bullet album by far. And <clears throat> the song just is good. It's not, you know, super heavy. It's not, um, maybe wouldn't classify as like traditional metalcore like Parkway or August. Um, but the song very nostalgic for me at that time. I remember my brother and I riding along in the car with um, our other friend, um, Josh, and he was a big fan of Bullet. He actually showed us some uh, some of Parkway stuff as well. And um, for me, it was just a, a nostalgic song and album for me. So not too much more to say about that, but if you're unfamiliar with that album, check it out. And then next is world without a sun by O sleeper and for me this song um you know it starts off as i fear a world without the sun and there you know it's just the hardcore screaming um and then there's a really cool breakdown in there where it's like a sustained scream and then they have the riff and the drums and everything else going in the background rather than like a a big drop off kind of chuggy breakdown and I remember using that breakdown so many times for PRs in high school lifting. And so if you haven't heard that that album, um, I believe it's the Finisher album, um, be sure to check that one out. And especially if you're into Christian metalcore, the entire album is you know about, about that. They kind of have a broken pentagram as the logo for that album, which the pentagram is like a symbol for the devil. And so like the top it's like an upside down star and so then the horns are ripped off and it's like um there's a lot of themes in that entire album and i've talked about it before on the podcast but um that song in particular is is really good and so i put that one on here on this list because it was the first time i'd ever heard a breakdown like that 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 got me really motivated and so um i put this one on here because we would use it so many times for big lifts in when I was first getting into weightlifting. And so, um, world without a sun has to be on there. Um, that entire album is so good. And then we move into the next song here, which is what's left of me by bless the fall. And so bless the fall had some different lineup changes. They actually had Craig Mabbitt as their lead vocalist at one time who then went on to be the lead vocalist for escape the fate after Ronnie Radke left. Um, and so what's left of me comes from the witness album. And this was the first song that I heard by them. And for me, I remember listening to what's left of me. There's, there's actually an opening track. It's just called 2.0 and it's like a kind of like a building track, like without walls on the challenger album for Memphis Mayfire. It's just a, an intro song. I remember listening to that entire album before football practice senior year to try to get really motivated and and hyped up. And um, I remember listening to what's left of me in the summer prior to that football season. And so for me, there's a lot of nostalgic ties to it, but it was um, really some of the first metalcore that I ever heard. And if you're not familiar with that album, there's a lot of good songs on there. Um, What's Left of Me is one of my favorites, but To Hell and Back, I actually think is a better song um, than What's Left of Me, but um, they're they're both on there. Bo, the lead vocalist. Um, there's also a song, Hey um, hey Baby um, Jeepers, I'm, I'm forgetting the, the name of it, um, but it's more of a, there's no 
there's no if you go to the album it's like hey baby something something i can't remember the rest of the name but if you go to the album and listen to it there's no there's no harsh vocals on that one it's just a really um kind of a fun song and they have a fun music video for that one as well but bless the fall then released the um the awakening album shortly after um the witness albums witness was 2009 and then awakening was 2011 and awakening has the promised ones and songs like the rain and there's just some some really heavy good songs on there so check out bless the fall i don't know if they're making any new music but um that that album with what's left of me witness that that album's really good um the next song that i want to touch on is from escape the fate which <clears throat> speaking of you know i mentioned craig mabbitt um but this song is actually from when Ronnie was the lead vocalist and it is the song not good enough for the truth, um, in cliche. And so this song, um, that classic opening, you, you kind of know one, anytime you hear that, that guitar from the opening of that song, you know, which one it is. And my wife and I will, will jam this song in the car. Um, fond memories of, you know, sitting riding in the car together and, screaming and singing this song till our lungs um you know burn out essentially i mean we just would sing this one all the time and so um <clears throat> this song really got it kind of got into it and it really opened up escape the fate for me in terms of um listening to the band this war is ours that's another one that um that's when craig mabbitt was the vocalist but um situations is another really popular one and then my apocalypse is another great one as well. And so, um, not good enough for the truth and cliche was this sort of bridging track to kind of get me into the scene a little bit more. And so, um, if you're not familiar with the escape the fates, older music, um, I find it hard to believe that you wouldn't know this song if you, if you hear it. Um, so be sure to check out not good enough for the truth and cliche. And <clears throat> we're rounding out here. We're getting into our last six songs here. I don't want to spend too much time on these. Um, more just giving you guys a list of songs to check out and really taking this nostalgic tour with me. Um, I know sometimes I forget about music and I'm like, Oh man, I forgot about that song. And then I'll go and listen to that entire album again. So, um, if nothing else, if you're already familiar with these, hopefully it can be a nice little refresher of, Oh, I forgot about that. I'm going to go check it out. And so the next song comes from Sleeping With Sirens, and if you haven't guessed it already, it is the song If You Can't Hang. Um, Sleeping With Sirens, I remember they had this music video out at the same time as The Sinner from Memphis Mayfire, and they were all on Rise Records, and so um, I'm sure Rise was doing their their bit for marketing and, and just pushing this stuff out to the masses, um, but I, I still remember the music video for If You Can't Hang, and it had... Kellen in a it was like an American flag um tank top and I remember at first thinking that it was a girl vocalist and like when you first hear it and then I was like oh no this is a this is a dude singing this song and it, Kellen's vocals are so unique and they're just amazing and there's actually a, a cool video on YouTube of Kellen singing this um it's like at a campfire or something like it's, it's just really candid. It's like maybe in a, a minute and 30 seconds. It's not even the full song. And 
you can just really get a grasp and, and taste of how talented Kellen is as a vocalist. And, and then they, um, this is off the album. Um, if, oh man, it's from the album. Let's cheers to this. And <clears throat> there's a lot of good songs in that album, but, um, this, this song was like, I was so, I thought it was so unique and I, I kind of pair it with the center from Memphis Mayfire in terms of, uh, and also with, um, Princeton Avenue with, by issues in sort of this just rise records kind of, I don't, not monopoly on this metal core on this genre or the scene, but, um, they were just putting out rise records had so many good bands that I was interested in, into. And it was like, I'd f- find one band and then, Oh, I found another. And so in my mind, I think of, this time period of getting into metalcore, I kind of lump all of these songs in with, with that time period. And so if you can't hang was definitely influential for me and, um, you know, st- sticking into this, or just really diving into this metalcore scene. And if you think about, you know, uh, you know, the song is like, if you can't hang, it's so different than a, like the Nickelback or saving Abel or, um, you know, some of the other bands that I was into before getting into the metalcore genre. And so, um, to me, it was just so unique. And I think the clean vocals are really the piece that is sort of the, the bridge component where it's just, if there's a really good chorus and talented vocalist, and it's just, it really pulls you in. And then you start looking into the lyrics and you can relate to the lyrics and, you know, then it's really heavy in the harsh vocals. And it's like, you slowly start to just love it more and more. And so, um, you know, speaking of harsh vocals and you know, heavier music, the next song that I want to touch on is carry on by Parkway drive. And I remember burning this onto my, uh, onto a CD for the weight room. And it was really the first, uh, well, not the first Parkway song, but probably the second Parkway drive song that I'd ever heard. Um, I was familiar with romance is dead, but carry on has just some really cool guitar work and you can't beat the screams from Winston. And, um, this song really got me hooked on parkway. And then I mentioned that friend of ours, um, that introduced us to deep blue. Um, and then it, you know, obviously there's, they're really heavy. And so for me, parkway at that time really wasn't a, a go-to band. Um, but carry on was definitely the song that got me more into them. So I feel like nobody really talks about carry on that much. Um, I think of when I think of Parkway instantly, I, I go to romance is dead, but then um, they had the, the dark, the album with dark days and swing and all those. And so their, their message has always kind of been about protecting the earth and, and just really good, good vocal uh, or good lyric message behind a lot of their music. And, We've got just a few more left here. The next one is by The Devil Wears Prada, and it is Danger Wild Man. And this song starts off with the, I know a ghost. And it goes into the that whole section with the cool riffs. And um, <clears throat> that entire album was, was a fun one. I remember Sassafras and then Assistant to the Regional Manager is on there, um, Des Moines. There, there's just some really, really classic metalcore tracks on that album. And 
Danger Wild Man, I don't know if you guys remember, but sometimes at the end of the music videos, there would it wasn't like a, a YouTube ad, but it was tacked on to an, like a, another song would finish and then that one would, the ad for the next song would be at the end of the video essentially, but it's still a part of the video if that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> and so I don't know if you guys remember Song for the Broken. It was like a Christian kind of metalcore song and I believe at the end of it was either vice versa it was either at the end of song for the broken then danger wild man's ad would be on or it was at the end of danger wild man song for the broken but um the the danger wild man song is is really good and I think the the piece of devil wars prada that really got me hooked at that time was the the clean vocals like I was mentioning before um I remember lift, lifting with this song prior to really getting into metalcore fully, and <clears throat> it was just so unique. I think the screams from from I don't know the lead vocalist name, but his screams and harsh vocals, I think, are really unique as well. And so the combination of of the two of the harsh vocals with the really unique cleans, I think, is definitely would draw a listener in to enjoy it and check it more, check more of it out. Um, we've got three more here. Um, the first one of the last three here is last breath by attack attack. And so this song was the, um, the first song without any, without Johnny Frank essentially. So Johnny was the, the clean vocalist and he was on the album with, um, Smokehanas and then he left and went on to form Bill Murray. So if you guys aren't familiar with Bill Murray, be sure to check them out. I know I've talked about them before on the podcast, but um, Last Breath was this, the first time that they just had harsh vocals, and Caleb Shomo um, took over the harsh vocals for that. And to me, this song was was really unique, and I liked the um, <clears throat> I liked the no cleans, or you know, they still had cleans, but it wasn't Johnny's cleans. It wasn't like kind of the auto tuned or more electronic. Um, and I remember I had an iPod shuffle and I had um, this song on that and I would clip it on and, and go run and stuff like that. And it, it just really got me into Attack Attack. And then they had the the album after that with The Revolution, um, The Wretched, all of all the songs started with, uh, I don't know if that was a thing back then, but it might have been because Memphis Mayfire's album, The Hollow, was like that as well. Um, so some I feel like some people forget Last Breath and I know that it didn't really fall on I think it was part of a deluxe um reissue of the album with Smokehanas and I feel like a lot of people haven't heard Last Breath so if you haven't heard that one be sure to check it out we're down to our last two songs here um one of those comes from the band Atreyu who I really haven't talked about too much on the podcast and maybe have here and there um, and this song is my fork in the road. And so I believe this is about somebody getting cheated on or, um, you know, some sort of breakup. And <clears throat> this was one of my favorite songs to kind of scream in the car. And I, I know my brother and I listen to this song all the time and there's some good breakdowns in there and it's just classic Atreyu. And so some of this, some of the way that I, started listening to metalcore was was kind of retro like kind of retrospectively or retroactively would you know the songs would all have already came out before 
and then I get into the the band or the genre and then go listen to all of their older stuff. And that was kind of how it was with Atreyu. Um, so my fork in the road, it doesn't really come up as one of their more popular songs. So if you don't know that one, it's great for working out. There's a lot of emotion in there. It's, It's a good song. And the last song on this list is you won't be missed by like moths to flames. And so for this song, one of my favorite lines is what makes you better than me. And the, the lead singer's screaming is very unique as well. And there's a lot of good songs on this album. There's um, GNF and something to live for. Faithless living is another good one. Sometimes I'll put on that album and just listen to the entire thing while I'm training. And it's just, it packs a punch and it's really heavy. Um, They have some of my, my favorite, one of my favorite lifting songs is I solemnly swear by like Mazda flames. And that comes out on, on a later album, but I, I love the, the raw <clears throat> and just sheer emotion behind the screams, but then they're still able to give some nice cleans as well. And in the song, you will be missed. It's kind of, it kind of came out around the same time as, um, if you can't hang as well as the sinner And I remember my friend Chris and I listening and watching the You Won't Be Missed music video and they're just headbanging and they're in like a small room and the whole band's in there jamming and um, just very nostalgic for me and and that type of screaming and emotion. I mean, who can't, you know, I'm sure there's been some point in your life where you felt like somebody thinks they're better than you. And so that line of what makes you better than me is just it's the, the the lead singer screams it and it it just really had me hooked on like monster flames and so i remember listening having that loaded on my ipod classic and just jamming that one for workouts and so that is going to do it guys for this list of the 15 songs that made me fall in love with metalcore um i hope you guys are out there and agree with me on these songs um Maybe at least one of those songs was influential in in shaping your musical taste and and really helping you to fall in love with the genre of metalcore. And hopefully there were some new songs on here too that maybe you haven't heard or maybe you just haven't heard in a while that kind of reminded you, oh yeah, I should go back and and dive into that album. Um, So so much good music from from this genre. And I think the the through line with this genre is the, the emotion that it can evoke. And that's one of the reasons why I love the combination of music and fitness with this, because when you're in your workout session, you can tie that emotion to this physical experience. And I just think that it's so cool. And that's why one of the main reasons why I started this podcast is just to share my love for music and fitness together. And so I hope you guys um, enjoyed that list and maybe we'll check out some new music from it. But right now I want to talk a little bit more about why I fell in love with weight training and I hope you guys can resonate with these things as well. All right, so the next section of this episode is going to be discussing three reasons why I fell in love with weightlifting. And you might be wondering, you know, why are you sharing this with us? What's the point? The point I'm trying to make here is I want want to share some potential motivations and obviously my motivations won't necessarily be your motivations um, but I think it is a good exercise to just really think about why you're engaged in activity and why you enjoy it and, and hopefully in times of 
you know, lack of motivation or struggling to, you know, stay committed to these goals, you can think of the things that motivate you to begin with in the first place. And so, so the first reason why I fell in love with weightlifting is that it provides a constant and consistent challenge. And this would be a similar factor across different modalities of training, right? If you're running, you can always improve your times. If you're weightlifting for strength, you can always try to get stronger. If you're focusing on on hypertrophy, um, obviously there's a natural limit, but you know you can always strive for your best natural limit. And so, for me at the beginning, it was you know about chasing a a certain size. Um, my football coach said, "Hey, I want you to be 195 as a cornerback." And so for me, it was like, I'm going to do everything I can to get to that, um, that weight. And, you know, for football too, at that time, it was, I want to be as fast as I can be as well. And so I'm going to try to get my 40 times down. And so fitness in general, there's always new challenges that, that you can strive for and aim for new goals. And so, you know, for me currently it's to squat 405 by the end of the year, that's a, a weight that I've never lifted before. And so, um, with weightlifting, you know, you can either chase strength or you can chase hypertrophy, or um, if you're participating in, in cross training modalities, um, you can improve your, your fitness levels through that, your VO2 max, your body fat levels. There's so many different challenges and different variables that you can set goals around. And so I think that consistent challenge always makes fitness fun, at least for me in general. Um, I think it can be for you as well. You just just focusing on a different goal and challenge for yourself, I think can be really fun and motivating. So the second reason why I fell in love with weightlifting is that it provides this one hour um, of, and I say one hour, it could be longer or shorter or shorter, um, but it's one hour of complete presence. And so, you know, think about your lifestyle and and your habits and, and things. When are you completely present in your life? And you know, for me, this training after work every day for me, weightlifting is that one hour of complete presence where I show up to the gym, I have my workout playlist ready, I throw in my headphones and you just go and move and it's, it, you just shut off everything else. And I think that it, it can be so um, therapeutic in that way. And this is where I really love that tie in of metalcore with it because, um, you throw on some heavy music and you just get to sort of express yourself in that way. And, um, and you're, you're doing something that's good for yourself, or at least it can be good for yourself. And so, um, for me, it's that, that presence that it provides the, the clarity, the, um, the endorphins and, and all of the, the positive health impacts that, that weightlifting can have for your body. It's, um, it's just amazing to me. And, and, I really enjoy that, that time after work to, to do that. So provides presence and sort of peace of mind and clarity, but it also, like I mentioned, the first reason is that, that consistent and constant challenge. And so the third reason why I fell in love with weightlifting is that at the beginning, when I first got into it, it was an outlet for my emotions. And I would say now as an adult, um, definitely more emotionally stable and can express my emotions better than when I was a teenager in high school when I started training. Um, but for me at that time, it, it was a way to um, channel emotion. And I remember beginning my 
kind of fitness journey running and I would go for runs and listen to story of the year and, um, have the antidote playing and, and just feel like it was this physical and mental connection in this ex- expression of emotion that I was feeling. And, you know, it could have been anger or feeling like somebody did something wrong to me. And, and it was just a, a way to channel that into something more positive. And so for me at the beginning, I loved that. I loved queuing up some heavy breakdown that had some lyric that I resonated with and just giving it full effort and feeling like I was in control of something. And, you know, if, if somebody did something to me and that I thought was wrong or, um, you know, girlfriend dumped me or something like that, it was like, I can go to the gym and channel that. Oh, just wait till I get to the gym tonight. I'm just going to have the best lift because I have these, these things, these emotions fueling me. And, that's not how it is for me now, but at the time when I was getting into weight training, um, that's how it was. It was this way to um, sort of channel negative feelings into something that was positive, and it had that connection, like I mentioned, of mental and physical. It was um, you just have energy that you want to, an emotion that you want to express, and for, you know, for me, it was a way to do that in a, in a safe space that was also somewhat constructive. And for me later on, the, the fitness and exercise became destructive in the sense that I became obsessive with it. And I talk about that in, in the eating disorders and bodybuilding episode of the podcast, where I highlight some of my experiences competing and how that led to essentially exercise addiction and what I believe was an eating disorder. And that's sort of where this exercise and excessive exercise can become destructive with your lifestyle and your mental state and, and even physical state to a degree. Um, so there's obviously kind of tipping points on, on both sides. And I think that, um, the gym and exercise in general can be this very positive outlet for emotions. And I think sports can be that as well, but also music too. And that's one of the reasons why, um, I love music. You know, it it feels good to scream in the car. If you're ripping some heavy, um, metalcore tracks and you just want to scream and it's like there, and I actually think that there is science to back up screaming as well. And just how it, it, it does help kind of release that. But, um, that's one of those things. And one of those reasons why I love this combination of music and fitness is that, um, they, to me, they go so hand in hand together. And so, um, those are the three reasons why I fell in love with weightlifting. I hope that they can help you with your own fitness journey in resonating with the reasons why you started. And as the year goes on, if you lose motivation to go, hopefully you can think back to those reasons why you got started in the first place and hopefully that helps you as well. So with that being said, let's go into the song of the week. And like I mentioned in the last episode, this year we're focusing on one song each week or each episode um, rather than focusing on a handful of songs. So the song of the week for this week is from the band Bridges Ablaze. And I had never heard of these guys prior to my release radar suggesting me to listen to them. And this is their song Hellbent, and I really enjoyed this song. It, it starts off a little bit slower, not necessarily like a slow tempo, but just not any 
um, crazy guitar riffs or, you know, crazy vocals. And, um, as the song goes in, I, I really enjoy the chorus of this song. I think it's something you could sing along to, and it's nice and catchy. Um, but then it goes into, you know, this, this section where it says, you can't kill me. I'm already dead, which is kind of a nice lyric for weightlifting and that. Um, but it was so unexpected when they say, already and then when they say dead it goes into this just filthy breakdown um it's right at the two minute and 43 mark so if you're looking to use it for a heavy lift or pr or something go to that mark in the song and then after the breakdown it goes into this awesome guitar solo that was totally unexpected um i feel like nowadays with metalcore it's like you either have um you know just like intricate guitar riffs and then a breakdown but not just like a classic guitar solo. And so um, I love a song that has a mix of um, breakdowns and then also really nice guitar solos. So um, overall, I was really impressed with this song and definitely wasn't expecting um, how the song finished. And so as it's going, you don't really expect harsh vocals like that. And I definitely didn't expect the solo. So really nice surprise song on the on the release radar. Um, these guys just have over 5,000 monthly listeners on, on Spotify. So, um, you know, definitely help the band out, go check them out. Um, listen to the song Hellbent and, you know, stay tuned for more music from them. I'm really excited to see what else they come out with. So that's going to do it for this episode today, gang. Hopefully you went on, uh, hopefully you enjoyed going on the nostalgic tour with me, um, checking out some of those, those songs from the early, um, well, 2010s essentially, um, when I fell in love with metalcore and, um, you know, if, if those songs were new to you, go check them out. If they were songs that you're already familiar with, but haven't listened to for a long time, go back, listen to them. Hopefully they can kind of rekindle your love for metalcore, but that is going to do it for the episode gang. Um, be sure to leave a review on Spotify or Apple podcasts. If you enjoy the episode, it would be much appreciated. Um, and also if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find my page at MC underscore muscle and, <clears throat> Uh, excuse me. I usually post, I'll post reels on there sometimes of, um, screaming vocals, but also, um, weightlifting content. And then I also highlight songs from my Spotify release radar on my story. So if you're looking to check out new music or um, just are interested in fitness content, um, be sure to follow me there as well. It'd be much appreciated, but that's going to do it gang. You guys stay safe and take care out there.